this week, big changes are afoot. OMG or a fin, maybe I should say, because we are still swimming into Pisces season and we are about to experience a whole new astrological era. I can't wait to talk about all of that, plus the full moon in Virgo and more on today's episode of Cosmic RX Radio. Welcome to Cosmic RX Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Baddies, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at. I hope it is good. I'm your girl, Maddie Murphy. Clink, clink. Cheers, cheers. Having my iced coffee. Mm. I am feeling a way we can only really feel in Pisces season. Like all of life is just one big psychedelic trip. So many symbols and signs and messages from spirit. How are you feeling? Um, I know on our community, people have been lit up with the weird and but awesome, but like mystically spooky Pisces energy. Also, is it just me? And I know it's not just me, so that's rhetorical. But like Pisces season is basically like Mercury retrograde. Like it feels like we're all trying to do the things, but underwater, including like using our computer and technology. People I know who are the most on it people in the world, like type A, I wish I could be them on their shit, just like forgetting things or losing things. And I'm like, we're all a little Pisces season. We're all a little drunk. Like we're all just... <laughs> in a different realm, and as it should be, because we got to go through that wash, rinse, repeat cycle to really cleanse ourselves before we enter anew, the rebirth, the shooting forward. We are going into Aries, the kickoff, the spring equinox. And before I get into today, obviously, we have to talk about if astrology isn't real. We have to talk about the moon. We have to talk about Full moon in Virgo, hello, goodbye, the ultimate celestial spring cleaning moments. But I just have to like, everyone, like, I know we're all tired. I know being a human, I was like really thinking about like all of us humans. I'm like, I feel like it's all of our like goals to like, it's like our souls want to expand, our bodies want to rest. I have a theory on it. I'm going to talk about it during the full moon talk. But I just, for all of us, I hope you're resting. I hope you're finding some moment moments of spaciousness this Pisces season, whatever that means to you, clearing the schedule a bit more, treating yourself to something nice, spending time with your animals, creating just for creativity's sake, pressing the snooze alarm, or, or better yet, not even setting an alarm. Just tell your boss, my cosmic consultant said, no alarms this Pisces season, okay? Thank you. Goodbye. No further questions at this time. And I'm saying all of this because I want you to rest because I never want to instill fear. And it's not about fear, but I also don't want to give it to you real, real talk. The planets have really taken it quite easy on us. And you're like, what? In January and February. Yes, we still had always there's things happening. And Mars and Gemini is inherently just being like, whoa. Um, but, you know, starting mid-January, we had the planets went direct. You've heard me on this podcast. There hasn't been like huge things happening. New moons, full moons, yada, yada, Venus doing its thing. And we needed that after 
2022. Ooh, big inhale, big exhale. But all of that is about to change, baddies. March is going to pack an astrological punch with some of the biggest dramatic energy shifts that I think that we've seen in a very long time. And I keep saying, this is to me one of the biggest astrological moments since March of 2020. Everyone alert, alert. This does not mean that we're going back into a pandemic. No, no, it's a very, it's a different flavor of energy, right? We're talking, these are two big meals here, but maybe that meal was like an Italian, all you can eat family style restaurant. This is still a big meal, but you know, maybe we're talking more like dim sum dumplings. Like it's just two different energies, two different flavors, but still a lot of food, still a lot going on, a lot of courses. So March is going to be massive. And, you know, part of that is what I said on this upcoming full moon in Virgo. It's also the day Saturn moves into Pisces. I did a whole episode last week about that. We also have a really amazing two hour workshop on everything you need to know if on March 7th, that begins your Saturn return. Oops, hold on. That's my alarm. I just said we don't need alarms during Pisces season, but sometimes we do. Okay. So This is going to be everything you need if you're going into your first Saturn return, your second Saturn return, goddess bless. If it's your third Saturn return, I should be learning from you. I mean, I should be learning from all of you anyway, but this workshop is also going to be great if you just want to learn more about Saturn and Pisces in general, because all of us will feel the shift for the next three years. And especially if you have a significant planet placement angle in Pisces, I'm talking Pisces sun, rising, moon, moon like myself, you know, your midheaven, your north node, your Venus, like these planets that you, that you feel very much a part of your everyday life or connected to your higher purpose, Saturn as an assignment for you. Um, so it's always good to just get the debrief right away so we can, we can get right on it and get the tools and tricks and tips and awareness and practices that can help us work with the transit instead of getting worked by it, right? This is happening for us not to us, but we do need preparedness. We need awareness, all of that good stuff. So if you haven't already, I saw a lot of you have already registered. It makes me so hyped. Of course, there'll be a replay. I'm also so excited just to hang out in person. And also we're always about what we're about astrology here. We're about tools for empowerment and we're about community and connection. So we will be, you know, really fostering this connection in our Cosmic Rx community. We're like, you don't have to go it alone. Your Saturn return is a time for you to step into who you are. And there is a part of that that is kind of isolating because the universe is like strips away all the ways that we hide behind people or lean on people in unhealthy ways. But that doesn't mean you have to go it alone, right? It's all about you. It's your hero's journey. It's your mythic journey. But it's also like you can do it in community. You can do it with like-minded people supporting you, holding space for you, hyping you the F up, okay? So March, and then March we have Pluto and Aquarius. I'm gonna do a whole episode Oh, likely next week. Ooh, wow. Okay, wow. I just got hit by it next week on this podcast. Saturn will be in Pisces. Oof, I just felt that in my belly. I'm going to have my Pisces moon in midheaven. So I'm like right there with y'all like, okay, okay, daddy, Saturn, I'm ready. I'm just good, willing and able <laughs> student at your table. But I think next week I'm going to do a Pluto and Aquarius episode because Oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about with Pluto and Aquarius. I'll get into that in a second if the astrology isn't real, but I just wanted to give us all the heads up. Big changes are afoot. Rest up this week because March, March is already here. March is bringing in some big astrology and then Aries season at the end of the month. Ooh, let's go. It's going to be a rocket ride. Let's all just like 
you know, remember that we're here on a journey where all the universe experiencing itself. So the more awareness we have of what's going on in the universe, that's why I love astrology, we can make more sense of what's going on in our inner world, right? As above, so below, as within, as without. And there is such a beautiful thing that happens when you turn and face that and remember that about yourself, right? Okay, so Virgo announcements. I already made some, but let's just go. Let's go back to the Virgo announcements. Before I get into the baddie bundle winner, who's an absolute cutie patootie, can't wait to shout them out today. We have, yes, the Saturn Return Workshop. Please sign up for it. It's $44. If you're in our Cosmic Rx community, you get 25% off. That rings it to 33. I'm not going to say it, but I am going to say it. This is going to be probably like the best 33 to $44 you're going to spend like in a very long time. I very rarely say stuff like that, but I just know it. So there we go. Okay. And then also we have a wait list put up. If you are interested in the next round of enrollment for Cosmic Boss, that's going to be kicking off this April, Aries season, we are going to be starting another six-month journey of a group coaching program that is for people who have something that they want to bring out into the world, whether that's, you know, they already have an online business or they're a coach or a healer or a teacher or someone who is maybe doing something full-time that's not in this field, but wants to have a you know, side hustle, a creative project that they want to really develop more. And this whole program, I'll do a bit, oh, you know, more of a, a longer spiel on another episode. But essentially, this is for you if you are someone who is looking to step deeper into your purpose and also like know your gifts and have the tools to bring them out in the world. We go around the whole astrological wheel of your chart. There are so many tools, archetypal tools and otherwise in your chart that help you understand like, oh, this is my purpose. This is my superpower. This is how to bring it out. This is when I can bring it out. And you get to do all of that. And you get to do it in a group where we're hyping each other up. We're learning. We have a training twice a month. And then we have two live coaching calls where I answer all your questions. And it's also great if you have something maybe it's already developed, but you're a solopreneur or someone who has a creative project, you know, a book or um, an album and you're like, I'm just tired of doing all this work alone. I want some feedback. I want to bounce things off of people. I want accountability. I want focus um, and follow through. This is a very transformational container. You know, spots are limited because we do try to keep it intimate. So if you're interested in getting like first dibs on that list, plus, you know, we always got them early bird deals, get on the wait list. We kick off. We're going to be doing this airy season, relaunching out the new, right? We have Jupiter sun and Aries, the first Aries eclipse, and then we'll be working on this, your offering, and to have it to come out and launch in time for the Libra solar eclipse in October. Woo, doggy, fun times ahead. So if you're interested in that, sign up for the um, wait list. And then let's talk about the Batty Bundle winner. This week's came straight into our DM, and it is from... Christy Lynn, and it says, a ritual that feels easy. This podcast gently pulls me back towards self-knowing each week without it feeling overwhelming. Oh, I love that. Maddie shares her astro insight in a playful and confidence-boosting way that considers the overall picture of humanity, but also goes into some fine detail, sweet little spaces for each individual listening. 
I've really been enjoying how she's now added a specific rising sign interpretation for her listeners. Love the Saturn return episode. Love the excitement I feel to listen each week. Love the community. XXX, Christy Lynn. Okay, Christy Lynn, I'm obsessed with you. That I've been doing a lot of like self-reflection work on like myself and Cosmic Rx and what we're doing and trying to put into words because I got my North Node in Chiron in Gemini in the 12th house. So that's always a task for me. And I was like, something about your review. I'm like, okay, just put that on my website. Just put that on all the websites. That covers a lot of bases for me of what I want to embody and bring out and share and offer the world. So you're the best. Come on down. You get three free months, two hour community, the premium access, new moon, full moons with us, the moon guide, all that good stuff. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And you know what? In honor of Christy Lynn, I'm doing the rising sign. I'm doing the rising sign reading for the full moon in Virgo. Okay. Thank you. We can all thank Christy class. Let's thank Christy. (laughs) Okay. Deep breath, integrating, exciting, grounding down. Pisces season, where am I? What's happening? If astrology isn't real. Okay. So there's a lot happened this week that is giving me so many just previews for Pluto and Aquarius. I keep talking about this, but Pluto and Aquarius is so big. We're going to feel it. And it's going to rock our worlds um, May through June. We're probably going to have like a, ooh, a tectonic shift. And it's really going to set the stage and understand the thesis statements for 2024 and beyond and for the next 20 years. We will not be living in the same society like in two or three years from now as we do now. And what's cool about astrology, like I said, is that we are the universe experiencing itself. So we get to decide also how we're going to move with its energy, what we're going to do. And I had a download this morning, hello Pisces season, that made, brought me to tears. I was thinking about if that's true, and I know it is, astrology helps us understand like how the universe wants to be experienced through ourself on the micro and how we get to use these cosmic waves, these these tidal shifts. And I have to say, like, you know, right now, the year of our Lord, 2023, March 1st, the time of recording this, we are, I think, have to be in one of the peak highest per capita populations of understanding astrology that we've ever had in history. And why do I say that? Well, technology. Listen, I would not be an astrologer 20 years ago because your girl hates math and graphs and compasses. So we can pull all this up, right? We're having an, an awakening. We're having an awareness. In the ancient societies, a lot of people, everyone, yes, was tracking the moon. This is going back to like indigenous wisdom. Obviously, like we did not make this up. Also, Go listen to my episode with Dosia Via. Even astrology did not start with the Greek and Roman gods that we named them all after. This is obviously has go goes way, way back into all indigenous societies had their own way of talking to, relating, and interpreting the stars and the luminaries. But even then, like, I don't know, different world then. I'm talking about like modern society. Has anyone, like, have we ever had this much astrological awareness? I don't think so. I'm making a bold claim here with no data to support it but I just don't know. So it's like, okay, with that, that means that we have more people on the planet perhaps than ever in history, in any moment in time, who are understanding these larger galactic patterns that we're in. And that means that we can all use our consciousness to work with them in a way we never have before, right? Like I feel like in the 70s and and 90s, like obviously people into astrology, but I'm reading these reports of people who are doing really cool macro level astrology and I'm reading it 20, 30 years later, right? But I'm like, oh, we're living through it. And so this is just my invitation is that 
to me, I think your spiritual practice has to precede your astrological practice. Your astrological practice is not spirituality. It is a structure for your spirituality, which Saturn and Pisces, we love structured spiritual practices. It's context, it's awareness. But I think that is, you know, was my issue in the beginning getting into the astrological field is realizing that like, oh, not everyone necessarily has a soul-based or spiritual practice behind it. And I'm not saying it has to be a specific type of spirituality at all. I just mean that astrology, I think, works best and at its fullest potential when you are incorporating tools of self-reflection, tools of working on the inner life, tools of processing or understanding life experiences, tools of connecting, understanding the other person, things of uncovering layers of our heart. Like, And then we use astrology to be like, okay, what's my next step? What am I feeling? How do I move through this? What's my power? What's my block? What's my wound? Like, all of this to say is, you know, really get to know your chart as we go into Saturn and Pisces. Build some spiritual practices around that. And I want all of us, if we all do that, we get to really use this Pluto and Aquarius, I think, to fucking put in some of the work to shift the culture, to shift the consciousness in ways we've never done before. And with this Pluto and Aquarius coming, we're, we've already started to see there's going to be a lot of progress, but there's going to be a lot of things that can trip us up. And I definitely think there's going to be for real, for real, more like real integration of like alien culture here. And I'm talking extraterrestrial. I'm sure they have a, probably a better name. I feel like they're going to be like, please don't call us aliens. Like that's really problematic. I'm like, absolutely. You're so right. And this week in the news, we saw things like the lab leak what's happening with it. It's like, we can't really get a straight answer. And obviously all of you know, I'm a very like anti-QAnon. That's like one of the things right off the bat here. It was like kind of scary. I got a lot of hate messages when I was like, everyone get vaccinated when I started this podcast. So I'm not saying that everything's a hoax, but like Pluto and Aquarius is going to have us really looking at like conspiracies from a different angle. But like to me, usually, um, oh God, there's a great quote that someone posted about conspiracy. It's just usually looking for like the most obvious or boring or like greediest answer. Meaning like, yes, it's fun to think of like conspiracies because like it must be comforting. And like the world is chaotic and the world is run by a lot of people who are right in front of our face. It's not a secret. They're just, they're greedy and they're manipulative and they hold power. And, you know, Frederick Douglass had a quote of like, where justice is denied, where poverty is enforced, where ignorance prevails, and where any one class is made to feel that society is an organized conspiracy to oppress, rob, and degrade them, neither persons nor property will be safe. And I remember seeing that a lot in 2020. And it is true. It's like, society can feel like an organized conspiracy against us because it kind of is, but not in like the sneaky tinfoil hat way. It's just like kind of all the stuff right in front of us. And Pluto and Aquarius is going to be bringing a lot of that to light. That all being said, with what we know about this lab leak COVID situation is that we had the FBI chief this week, Christopher Wray, said the China lab leak most likely originated as a, a Chinese government controlled lab. But also, I don't know, he was telling it to Fox News. This is one of those things where I'm like, I I do not have the bandwidth, the research, or the team to go deeper into like all of this. But there is, you know, has been a new report coming out. And I did, you know, say earlier this year that what happens is when Pluto shifts signs, it reveals like the shadow and the secrets of the sign before, like the things that happened during that era that relate to this next sign. Here's an example. Pluto and Scorpio hidden, hidden all these secrets about sex and sexuality and a lot of shame in our society about that. Then 
Pluto moves into Sag, and Sag is a sign that has a lot to do with religious organizations and universities and, and the church. And Pluto and Sag, a lot of sex scandals about the church came out. Then Pluto was in Sag, and when Pluto moved into Capricorn, Pluto and Sag is can also be the sign of excess, no limits, right? Sag is like more is more. Also, Sag is kind of like blind optimism or faith when it really, without checking your P's and Q's, then Pluto moved into Capricorn, the sign having to do with banking, money, structures, you know, financial institutions, and we had the housing collapse. So we see like Pluto kind of is transformational. It's rebirth energy, but it's also like where in life have you been shoving things in like the garbage disposal? And now it's backed up. We have to deal with it. Or like shoving shit in that one closet. And all of a sudden one day the door busts open. You're like, I got to deal with everything I wasn't looking at in that closet. And so with Pluto in Capricorn, we saw like just sort of like the <laughs> the tail end, the sort of very crumbling of society and the structures as we knew it. And we also saw Pluto and Capricorn was asking a lot of the leaders and questioning and, and mistrust and distrust and disenchantment with Capricorn, like the patriarchy, the the traditions, the structures that be. And as we move into Pluto and Aquarius, Aquarius is science, innovation. Oh, so yeah, we might see some things coming out that are like secrets we didn't know about the past few years. And yeah, a lot of them might have to do with COVID or the vaccine. And all of this, again, not to instill fear. And I still have so much research to do behind this, obviously. But it does feel like there is some evidence for some lab leak narrative building. It's more like, what do we do with this information, right? This is not an excuse to be racist. This is not an excuse to be closed-minded. But like, we're really here to like, in Pluto and Aquarius, tearing down the powers that be. The whole concept of like, putting people on a pedestal or anyone who is like an icon or worshipped or any one person that holds too much power will be brought to task, will be brought things will be equalized during Pluto and Aquarius. And that goes for people in power. That goes for you people like running the big organizations, um, corporations. That goes for you, the people behind Norfolk Southern and places like that and BlackRock. I'm talking to you. Um, It goes for celebrities, like absolutely. And it also is going to go for um, like royalty, right? Pluto and Aquarius is the sign opposite Leo, the sign having to do with royalty. Like all of these things is where we're going to be just like, we're just going to be questioning everything. And kind of in addition to that, this week, if astrology isn't real, I also saw that Rupert Murdoch, you know, in a court filing admitted that not all of Fox, but basically their key celebrity hosts endorsed fraud falsehoods about the election that eventually led to the insurrection on January 6th. So Pluto and Aquarius is going to be exposing, especially it's been unique because Saturn was just in Aquarius. So anything that happened from 2020 to now is going to be brought next level. Any secrets, anything shadowy will be brought up for us to address. And that will be kind of our thesis statement of what we are healing from, moving on, integrating through during our Pluto and Aquarius run for the next 20 years. So all of that. Also, my last, if astrology isn't real, is we talked about Pluto and Aquarius is just bringing a really different energy as it relates to royals. I don't know. I'm not here to make a big prediction of like what's going to happen in the next 20 years in terms of the royals. I am like very, you know, I've seen a few episodes of The Crown, read some people magazines. I love Princess Di, Cancer Queen archetype. Watch the Harry, you know, the H&M documentary and the whatever Oprah special. But like, that's kind of the extent of my knowledge of the royals. But I will say Pluto and Aquarius is 
definitely going to bring some big changes to the royals, specifically um, there in the UK. Uh, it's just it's just got to be right. Like the empire, the colonization, and even these old institutions. Like, what do they do for us? What are they like? There's just going to be more questioning and less putting them on a pedestal. I think we're already seeing that, and I actually did see that. This headline that no one wants to perform at King Charles' coronation. I think, like, Adele turned it down. And, like, I think even, like, Sir Elton John turned it down. And, like, Ed Sheeran. And so, again, this is what I'm seeing on my news cycles. Like, I'm sure in the UK it's maybe a different story. (laughs) But this just kind of felt like, okay, a little sneak peek of what is coming. And obviously, I think, you know, in a different time and space, this would be a huge, huge, huge deal, um, the, the ticket of the century. And I'm sure, again, some people still feel that way. But yeah, anyway, so that's happening. So for all of us, you know, what do we get to learn from Pluto and Aquarius? I'm going to do a whole episode about it. But right now, I do want you to think about, like, not giving your power away, not putting anyone on a pedestal, Mm-mm, none of that. And also, like, how do I begin to liberate myself so I can hold space for liberation of others? And how can I let go of the old way and trust in the vision of the new? And how can I begin to embody just even with my thoughts, my beliefs, my values, my intentions and my actions, even from a very small level, how can I have all of this mesh just a little bit more of the world I want to live in? How can I be the change, right, that I want to see in the world and Pluto and Aquarius, everything is going to be about our vibration, our mindset, our energy. Aquarius is a lot about that electromagnetic field in us. So I want you to really tend to your energy and learn, begin to learn your energy, learn your energy field, learn your energy bodies, learn how to tend to them. I am doing this big time. Like even this winter, I've been just really studying my energy levels. What do I need? I've been trying to eat clean fuel to run at like a level where my energy feels clear. I've been trying to like have boundaries in the digital realm and all of that because like our energy is our currency as we go into Pluto and Aquarius. It's going to be one of our biggest and most important assets. And it always is, but even more so. Does that make sense? Are you with me? All right. So let's talk about the moon. Let's let's shift gears. Let's bring it back down into the micro, into the here and now. Here's where all of our power is. And it is so fun. It is such a fun and wild ride and such a treat to be able to do this human thing with all of you. I really am honored by it. As a reminder, the moon report is how and what you need to tend to yourself, to tend to your inner world so you can understand and contextualize maybe your emotions, your feelings, you can hold space for them, and you can cater to the best of your ability, your time, your schedule to like tend to yourself, find your center and and work again with the lunar energy instead of having to work you. So the day this podcast comes out, 3-3, love that numerology. We'll still be in at 3-3, but I didn't talk about it last week because I was doing the Saturn return and Saturn in Pisces, but there's just a beautiful, gorgeous, epic, beyond epic Venus and Jupiter conjunction in Aries. And it's trining the sun is trining the cancer moon and it's a void of course morning on three three and it's just this like very dreamy few days we're coming off of so the cancer moon we have in the morning and then around 10 15 a.m eastern time we go into a leo moon weekend y'all know i love that it's like a perfect weekend 10 15 a.m on friday to 10 38 p.m on sunday 
So Leo, Moon, Pisces, Sun, what are we doing this weekend? We are letting our inner child decide. That's what we're doing. Um, We are having fun. We're being playful. I want you to be creative. I want you to maybe like get dressed up in a way that feels silly or empowering or exciting. Express yourself through art. Do something that like just really ask like, oh, wait, hold on. All of a sudden I got so swept up in life and the mundane in in the checklist and the to-dos and the emails and the bills. All of a sudden you're like, holy shit, I can do anything my inner child wants right now. My inner child wants to go on this like trampoline, bouncy industrial parks. Like I can do that. I have a credit card. I have money. I can go do that. I want to just sit and read my book in my room and have no one talk to me all day. I can do that. It might take some finagling, but I can do that, right? Like that's what I want you to remember this weekend is that being an adult, Saturn is a lot of work, but Saturn also, we're going to talk about this in the workshop. Saturn is also about payoff. Saturn is also about like, you earn this baby. Like, mm-hmm, you're an adult, you're doing all this adult stuff. But that means that once in a while you can really treat yourself or all the time and you get a lot of power and pleasure from that. So that's what I want your weekend energy to feel like. And then I guess uh, the thing to look out for would just be that inner child energy. Like, you know, if you feel like you have to have a tantrum or you're just feeling irresponsible, just how can we how can we navigate those emotions with awareness and integrity? Meaning if you're going to have a tantrum, okay, like, yeah, like you're angry. Girlfriend is like frustrated. I get it. But can we express that in a way that's healthy? Or can we go to a cardio kickboxing class or can we punch a pillow or go like drive around with some great rage playlist instead of like lashing out at someone? And again, if we're just feeling being irresponsible, you can clear your calendar. Just do it with clarity and communication. Be like, hey, everyone, not going to be able to make all these things like SOS, need some time for myself. And then as we move into Sunday evening, the moon moves into Virgo. So then we have it like building, building March 6th and then March 7th at very, very freaking Saturn and Pisces full moon and Virgo timing, 7.40 a.m. Like right at the start of kind of the work day on Tuesday, we have a full moon and Virgo and Saturn will move into Pisces, 3, 7. So as we lead up to this Virgo moon energy that we'll be feeling for the first part of the week, you know, specifically Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday into Wednesday morning, we're going to talk about it more during the full moon report, but it's opposite energy. So Pisces sun wants to like be spiritual and go off and be in the high level and big picture and the metaphysical space. And then Virgo's very in the physical space and the details and like wants to get shit done. So we're just going to talk about navigating both of those, but they do go together. And they're both the common denominator there is being of service and is like kind of making life better. Virgo wants to do it very much through the earth realm. Pisces wants to do it through spiritual and heart clearing, cleaning, healing, liberation. And it's going to be a great time of renewal. That's always what this time is. Like Pisces, Sun, Virgo, Moon is like spring cleaning the heart, spring cleaning the inbox, spring cleaning the closets to make room to what is the clutter, what is the baggage we don't want to bring in to Aries season and our rebirth and our rebrand. So March 8th, Wednesday, the moon moves into Libra, 943 Eastern time. And then we have that through Thursday. The moon in Libra, Pisces sun, yummy, dreamy, a time for love. Go on a date, take yourself on a date, take someone else out on a date. Go to an art gallery, go to the ballet. Oh my goodness, one of my amazing mentees. Shout out to Jana if you're listening. Yeah, she was saying like, she was just giving me her like Pisces in plan. I was like, brilliant, genius. Also because she's an Aries rising. So the season before your rising sign season, you need extra rest. You need extra time and like spaciousness 
And then also that goes for like any Aries during Pisces season. Pisces season, hold on, let me back up. For all of us, Pisces season is like we've gone around this whole wheel, right? Like we've charged up our solar panel, if you will, our battery in Aries season. We have all this potential. Then as we go around the wheel, we learn a lot. By Pisces season, the battery is at like under 10%. It's like we can still operate, but like low power mode. Everything's a little slower. Apps are opening a little slower. We're not meant to do like the zing, 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 za, za, za. We're just more meant to like float and surrender. And that's especially true if you're an Aries rising, Aries sun. So back to Jana, Aries queen, like going to the ballet, getting a massage, doing something. Libra moon is like pleasure, right? It's connection. It's a harmony. And like, maybe that's coming off of the Virgo full moon. You're like, I need to declutter, but now I want to bring harmony back in. Maybe I got rid of a ton of stuff, garbage bags of things to the curb energetically or physically. And now, oh, Libra Moon Day, oh, maybe I can upgrade a little piece of art or, or hang that thing I've been meaning to or or get myself flowers or just bring some, you know, feng shui, some beautiful energy into my life, into my spaces. Mm, okay, gorgeous. Like, ooh, or where does something feel off kilter? Can I just whoop, tip the scale back in? And then we'll just look out for those days, again, being flaky or being indecisive. Sometimes the Pisces sun, Libra moon, it's like very hard for us to make decisions. I would just really slow down and tune in with yourself when you're making a decision. Like, what do I really want? And can I just practice saying that in a direct way? Oh, baddies. I got to take a deep breath. I'm wound up. I also don't know what's gotten into me this Pisces season. I love sleep. I'm most people like I love, 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 love sleep. But I don't know if it's Pisces season. I don't know if it's like eating better. So my energy is higher, but I've been getting up at like 5 a.m. I'm at, I'm at 5, 5.30 a.m. girly. I'm usually like a solid like 7.30, 8 a.m. Even sometimes 8.30 or 9, like if I don't have anything to do. But I would get up at 5.30. It's like 6.30 the time of this recording. And I'm like, why am I so wound up? What is happening here? <laughs> but it feels good. It feels grounded, I think, for now. I, that being said, this past Sunday, Pisces Sun, Taurus Moon on Sunday or Saturday night, I fell asleep on the couch, like starting at 5 p.m. And I was just like in and out of sleep. And my husband was like truly astounded and dare I say impressed with how much I slept. He's like, wow, you just like keep sleeping in like in a really deep way. And I was just like, mm-hmm, like this is what the astrological energy is right now for me. Okay, so full moon in Pisces. Let's talk about it. So on March 7th, the day Saturn was into Pisces, we have a full moon in Virgo. Oh, I love this for us. And honestly, like I like the Saturn in Pisces kickoff. Um, we look at always like the sign, something a planet's in, and we look at that planet's ruler. So Saturn in Pisces the ruler of Pisces is Neptune, but also the ancient ruler is Jupiter. And Jupiter is in Aries right now. So we kind of see all of astrology is like a story that you're interpreting in the sky. And you're like, okay, so Saturn's moving to Pisces and saying, okay, it's time to take more responsibility, build more structure, have more discipline around Pisces things in our life. What else is supporting us in the sky? Okay, the same day, the ruler of this Jupiter is in Aries, all about the eye, the blessings, the expansion your abundance path coming through being independent, through owning yourself, through being confident, through taking some risks. Okay, check, check, understand a little bit of that beginning of the assignment of Saturn and Pisces. And then on that same day, directly opposite this, I mean, not, not a direct opposition, but opposite this energy is a full moon in Virgo. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to look up like, is this like, I'm so curious how many times this happened when Saturn moved in to a sign and there was a full moon directly opposite it on the same day. It has to be pretty rare. 
And so the full moon in Virgo is all about like purifying our vision, releasing this attachment and this curse of perfection, choosing progress over that right and stepping into our power. Virgo and Capricorn, um, sorry, Virgo and Saturn, I was going to say, there are two energies through different ways, but they're really teaching us about owning our power. Virgo is the sign that wants us to be whole and of ourselves or not be that we are that Virgo wants us to remember that Virgo wants you to remember right now that you are whole exactly as you are. And there is just a lot going on in our society, in our narratives, in our culture, in our families, in our workplaces, in our schools that are telling you you're a constant self-improvement project. You'll be happy when you your worth is somewhere in the future after some big thing on your checklist, after some certification, after some life milestone, after a certain amount of money in the bank account, after you get this person's approval. And I and the moon, we are here to tell you that is complete and utter bullshit. So the full moon in Virgo is like, mm, what do I got to do? What do I got to release to really like drop into the present moment where all my power is? Where do I remember that? Of course, it's awesome to want to improve yourself and and heal yourself and and empower and expand yourself. Like, obviously, I love that. This is I'm a Virgo. This is so much of what our work is. But that's not all of life. There's also moments of just like being in the space that you work so hard to get to vibing, resting, being present, just witnessing the world around you. Again, you are the universe experiencing itself. Your task is to be present and to deeply love yourself in this moment and to also be like, it's not always about the next thing, the next thing. So in this moment, can we just sit with Saturn and Pisces and full moon and Virgo and be like, "Mm, okay, where do I need to release something about doing something perfectly on a perfect timeline? Where can I let go of control and micromanaging? And Saturn and Pisces, almost like, how can I have like that discipline and such deep trust? Saturn is rock solid in the Piscean realm, in the realm of spirit and the divine and the universe's plan for me. And Saturn and Pisces, how can I take some responsibility for that and let go of some things? The full moon in Virgo is going to ask you to let go of some things. It is a time to appreciate how far you've come. I really want you to do that under this full moon. I want you to look back on every zodiac season you know every month i want you to look back i want you to think of like what are 12 things that damn i did this year i can't believe it i can't believe how far i've grown what i've stepped into and then i just want you to sit with that right and i want you to also like what do i just not want with me what have i outgrown what am i just i'm sorry i'm better than these things right now i want you to go through like i've been in a deep decluttering i feel like honestly for like two years but this Pisces season, it's been a lot about like my digital realm, like I'm reorganizing things, going through the the desktop, just things where I'm like, oh, these were like big ideas I had or things that I was working on that they're just actually not in alignment with me anymore. I don't have to have all these open tabs. I want to go into area season, clear, focused, like the boss ass bitch that I am and not getting worn down by all these like, my, me and my energy and my chart is like ideas and, and vision and, and oh my God, sometimes the ideas almost like clutter up the antenna to my channel to spirit. And so I just want to be in a place of trusting. I'm showing up, I'm laying the pipes and I'm just like, I'm just trusting what comes up, what flows is going to, whatever needs to flow will, because I've been, I know putting down certain work to allow that, to create that space. So for you, it's like, what am I holding on to? Maybe in my closet, in my inbox, in like my dating profile messaging, my dating realm, 
that's just like, I just know I've outgrown it. Or that's just not serving me anymore. Or just like, I'm just sick of looking at that thing or having this like energy exchange that's just like weak. Like that's not giving me much. It's not giving me much life. And maybe it's even leaking out my power in some way. So I want you to like look at that and see like, let's use that discernment. Let's use that Virgo energy to like see like, okay, edit. We don't need that anymore. Full Moon and Virgo wants to be like, you deserve to have high standards. It's not just okay. It's imperative. You are a high priestess. You are a mystical badass. You are a quantum multidimensional being walking this earth in a killer body. Like you deserve to have some standards for yourself and again, purity of intention of what gets to enter your field and be in your life. And I mean this, everything from just like looking around your house, if there's something that does not spark joy, it's like you can, you have permission to get rid of it. You deserve to be in spaces, in places with people working on projects and you deserve to live a life in the day-to-day details that feel good, that nourish your energy, that feel in alignment to you, right? Virgo's on all about those details. So full moon is definitely harmonizing, trining Pluto, um, it's saying like, hey, let's create, there's a healthy relationship with change coming. There's positive influences, cosmic energy to really like honor this journey we're on, get ready for this transformation we're about to step into. But like really um, lots of like, lots of intuitive downloads this day. So that's why I want you to be present too, because I feel like we can really pay attention more to downloads when we're being present and we're slowing down. We have a little space, right? Like clutter of the mind, clutter of the schedule, clutter of like the inbox. Those are kind of like intuition killers, if you will. So yeah, so what's what's going? This is it. This is our psychic, this is our spiritual spring cleaning before Aries season. And also it was a time to sit in our wholeness and our Virgo high priestessness and be like, damn, I really did that. I am stronger than I even thought. I am more magical. I'm more empowered. I am like, wow, look at me, look at me go. And I really want you to sit in that, especially look back, um, of course, over the whole year, because that's the Virgo full moon vibes, but also look at the new moon in Virgo time, August 27th to now. That was right around the time Mars moved into Gemini, end of August. What happened to now? What is coming full circle? What is being celebrated? What is the fruit for you to enjoy? Or what's like the thing that's coming into closure, into completion for you to make space for what's next? Christy Lynn, in honor of you, let's go through the messages for this full moon in Virgo based on your rising sign. So you want to listen for your rising sign first, and then you can also listen for your sun sign. Again, this is a loose estimate. If you have a really late degree of your rising sign, if your rising sign is at like 27, 28, 29 degrees, you might want to listen for the next sign after yours. Is that confusing? Okay, I don't know. Okay, let's go. So in this full moon in Virgo, there's going to be some sort of illumination, some sort of full circle moment, some sort of gift even, a manifestation, a clearing in this area of life. So Aries, this is all about creating new routines, new like your day-to-day, your rituals, your support you receive in life and your sacred work is going through some sort of aha, some sort of closure, or there's been some kind of culmination here for you. And Taurus, Taurus rising this is going to be uh, something coming full circle around your creativity. Maybe it's a creative project, a way to express yourself. Maybe you're having ahas about your inner child healing, play and worthiness. Make all of those a priority now. And then Gemini rising and Gemini's, this is like something has come full circle for you around home, around changes in your living environment, family, 
security, stability, your physical house, and cancer rising. Cancer, this is like something under this full moon is being brought to you, is being illuminated, or being kind of tied up with a nice tidy bow, hopefully, around your communications, around sharing your voice, sharing your message, um, teaching, learning, really connecting, yeah, get, getting that, that throat chakra out there. And Leo rising, Leo, this is a time where something is big culminating around money, finances, resources, and you're learning a lot about your self-value. And the universe wants to reward you with that in your next paycheck from the universe, if you will. Uh, Virgo rising in Virgo. This is it. This is this is our big full moon, especially if you're a Virgo rising. This is like a whole new bright, shiny self coming out. This is like, oh, I'm ready to really, um, like you're understanding yourself in a different way and you're understanding your vibrancy and your true magic and your charisma and your identity. And it's like a, a fresh start in terms of share your light with the world. Um, so Libra rising in Libras, this is a culmination of a cycle around your spiritual healing, around your inner world, around your heart. Maybe there's a karmic cycle that's been completed. Maybe you're letting go of some old energy. So I really want you to make that time for that rest and rejuvenation under this full moon for sure. Um, Scorpio rising and Scorpios, this is bringing something full circle around your community, friendships, the groups you're a part of, like-minded community, but also like maybe volunteering, activism, or just something about your long-term vision, your big plan vision. You might be understanding it more, or maybe you have been like, again, did something you didn't even realize that's gotten you one step closer to that. So Sag rising and Sages, this is a full moon that is bringing you some sort of gift around your career, purpose, your work life, your professional self, your public image, something you've been working on for a while is paying off. There's a moment, right? There's a gift that's being given to you for your hard work. So be open to receiving that, right? This is a big celebration. So good for you. I like that. Capricorn rising and Capricorns, this full moon is really going to ask you to tap into some higher truths. Maybe you're having ahas. Maybe you're realizing some old belief system of yours are being blown wide open. You're seeing more potential, more possibility in your life. Maybe you're physically, literally getting a chance to travel, go on an adventure. And so yes, say yes to that. Let yourself expand. Aquarius, Aquarius rising. Congrats. Saturn is out of your sign. I'm sure you have learned a hell of a lot over the last three years. And this is really going to be a time, a full moon that is bringing you back into a deeper sense of power in yourself. You're going through a really big transformation. Maybe you're realizing like, holy shit, all these little things that were subconsciously holding me back are gone. They are blown out. They are no longer here, or at least I've sat with them, right? Whether that's your shadow or your subconscious, or just all the ways that maybe you were giving me your power before. Something under this full moon is you realize like, ooh, I snatched my power all the way back. Also, great opportunities for just intimacy, sensuality, love that for you. And then Pisces, Pisces rising. This is a full moon that is bringing you a blessing, a culmination, some sort of completion in the area of your chart around love, partnership, relationships. And these relationships and partnerships could be romantic, but they could also be professional, strategic, creative, collaborative, and it's just juicy. So you soak that up. And again, Saturn's moving in your sign. So lots to learn. You start to understand the assignment, the thesis statement for the next three years. So yeah, so use this full moon, clear space within yourself, clear space around you. Be present, like sit and look at everything you've done, everything you've embodied, everything you've accomplished, and just let yourself like be with that energy. And then from that place, you can be like, okay, what's not coming with me? 
what do I not need anymore? Or what's like just what's cluttering up the field and the vibe? Make space for the you that you're becoming and enjoy the you that you are today. That is your biggest task. And that's where I'm going to leave you sending you so much freaking love under this full moon in Virgo. Let's all turn right to face the cosmos. Let's all turn and remember that we really are the universe experiencing itself and just vibe with that. Just vibe with that energy. I'll see you next week on the other side. Until then, wrapping you in so much love and so much stardust and sending up those blessings, sending up those prayers for big, fat, juicy checks and hot, 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 really good sex for all of you. (laughs) Until next time. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.